What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. It is July 9th. How you guys doing? How was your week? You getting ready for the weekend? You got some plans? You got some bets lined up? I know our bets, at least our public bets. We've been chilly lately. A little bit of a cold streak, but you know what that means. He's about to turn things around. Get back on the right track. Got Saturday's quick picks coming up tomorrow. Got some good games we're looking at. So on today's show, it's a football Friday. We'll take a look at the highest rated rookies right now against the spread. Because usually when you come into the NFL as a rookie, you're not worth much, if anything, against the spread. And it's rare, rare to have a lot of rookies that are impactful and meaningful that move the number. So this year, according to my projections, my rankings, I've been doing a lot of football homework lately. I've got four rookies that will be worth anything against the spread to start the season. Now, again, this doesn't mean that certain rookies won't be impactful on some teams because there's going to be a lot of, there will be a lot of rookies not on this list who, who are going to be great for their teams. This means, though, if this player gets injured, this is how much the line will move. Micah Parsons is going to be a good linebacker for the Cowboys, okay? He's going to, I, I think he's going to start. He should have a lot of tackles. But if he gets hurt, will the line move? And the answer there is no. So he's not worth anything against the spread. That's what these numbers represent. And there's four rookies this year who will be worth something against the spread to start the season. These rankings are as of right now, July 9th. This may change before the year starts. This may change as the year begins. But right now, as of today, these are the rankings for the most impactful uh, rookies coming up this year against the spread. Uh, first things first, special thanks to Better Edge, great friend of the show, because they're making sports betting such a good experience for all of you guys. Now, I know sports betting is fun as it is, but Better Edge is taking everything good about sports betting and making it better. First thing they're doing is they're taking away the VIG. So everyone out there who's just average at sports betting, you're expected to go about 50-50 lifetime. If you're not paying a VIG, you're not expected to lose any money. So it's great in terms of that. Everyone, every better out there, not expected to lose long-term with Better Edge. The second thing they do is they've taken sports betting and taken it to a social media platform. So you can create a profile, follow your friends, message your friends, follow other people, it tracks your record. There's tournaments, competitions. It's so much fun. And like I said, VIG free betting. So check them out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. And that promo code lets them know that you heard about them right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, let's get to it. Our list of rookies that are worth something right now against the spread. There's four of them. Uh, we'll go four through one. Before we get to the list, though, I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence because a lot of you out there uh, probably expect him to be on this list. He was the first overall pick, one of the highest rated quarterbacks in you know the history of the NFL, or at least highest rated rookies coming out of college. The reason that Trevor Lawrence isn't in, in these top four rankings is because Right now, if he got hurt or if something happened, Gardner Minshew is the backup quarterback. And right now, in the NFL week one, Gardner Minshew would be higher rated than Trevor Lawrence. Would that flip? Would Trevor Lawrence quickly, with experience, offense, uh, you know, knowledge of the offense, 
game time experience with teammates, would that make Trevor Lawrence quickly better than Minshew within the, within the first two, three weeks, month, two months? Probably. But right now, our rankings, it would be irresponsible to put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Gardner Minshew. We haven't seen him on the field once. We know he's going to be good, but Gardner Minshew wasn't the worst quarterback in the league last year. I mean, he had a lot of times where he looked like a very, very competent, good, average to below average NFL quarterback. And you may say average to below average. So what? That's not very good. Well, think about what that means. Average quarterback in the NFL is ranked about 16th. Below average, you know, anywhere 17th to, I don't know, 23rd, 24th. That's probably in the category he was in. Right now, Trevor Lawrence is rated 29th in my quarterback rankings. So he's, again, behind Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew right now is better. So by definition, Trevor Lawrence can't be worth anything against the spread. Because technically, right now, I know this may sound weird because everyone is on is on Trevor Lawrence. He's everyone's buying futures tickets on Jacksonville. They all love him. So I understand a lot of football fans won't agree with what I'm going to say right now. But let's say week one, Jacksonville was seven point underdogs, and Gardner Minshew started instead of Trevor Lawrence. The line would move to probably six or five. Okay. I think the market agrees with me. Gardner Minshew right now is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. So again, by definition, Trevor Lawrence can't be worth anything against the spread. If he got hurt, the spread would go the other direction. Technically, he's negative. So that's the thing about Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure that will change. I'm sure it won't take long. My guess is probably a month, five, maybe, or four, maybe five games. And then he may surpass Minshew. But right now, Gardner Minshew's better. So the top four rookies who are worth something against the spread, let's start off with number four, Patrick Sertan of the Denver Broncos. Patrick Sertan is worth a half of a point. So not much. He's the lowest player, obviously, on this list. One half of a point, 0.5 points. It's confusing when I say one half, 0.5 points. Uh, The reason he is worth something is because Denver's defense drafted based on need, but also they had the best player available according to a lot of people who I trust rankings. And he is going to be a shutdown quarterback or a cornerback that will fill in perfectly in Vic Fangio's defensive system. This is going to be really helpful for a Broncos defense that will want to take chances and will probably need to take chances this year going against the teams they're going to in the AFC West and given their schedule. So, Patrick Sertan, 0.5 points against the spread. If he got hurt, I know it sounds weird, a cornerback on this list. If he got hurt, the, the, the spread would move a half a point opposite of Denver. So he's going to be a good cornerback. He's going to be, I think, one of the greats. He's going to play for a long time. But these rankings aren't projecting that. These rankings aren't saying how good this guy's going to be in 10 years five years, two years, whatever. It's right now. And honestly, he is worth 0.5 points against the spread. Patrick Sertan of the Denver Broncos, cornerback on that uh, 3-4 defense. All right, number three, Jalen Waddell. He is worth one and a half points for uh, Miami. Jalen Waddell, receiver coming out of Alabama. Um, I should say where these guys are out of. Patrick Sertan, just so you know, is a cornerback out of Alabama (laughs) as well. Uh, Jalen Waddle, receiver out of Alabama, one and a half points with Miami. Part of this 
is the familiarity with Tua Tunga Viola. These two know each other. And this is something you haven't seen much of recently or in the NFL, but you've seen a lot of it recently. Players drafted to go play with their quarterbacks. It It's very rare. that we, we There's not a lot of history to go back and look at this happening. The, the theory or the mentality of coaches in front offices has never been to pair people up. It's always been, who cares? These guys are talented. couple practices, it'll be fine. But it means something. The familiarity, especially with these quirky offenses and quick... Everyone's running the same thing these days. So it's just different language. These routes, I mean... Obviously, a route tree may have slight variances, but my point is that it does mean something. But the one and a half points doesn't come only from that. The one and a half points also comes from the fact that Jalen Waddle fits very well into this Miami offense, and Miami's pretty loaded right now. They got a lot of good pieces on that offense, which only takes away from Jalen Waddle. Not only that, I heard the front office come out and say they want to get Jalen Waddle the ball, they want to get him targets, they want to get him involved in the offense early and get this chemistry going, or at least going again between Waddle and Tonga Viola. So, a big part of, the, of of looking forward and projecting what's going to happen isn't just on the field. It's also, is there some sort of weird incentive? Does the coach want to get this player involved? Does the front office want to get this player involved? In this case, I've heard both coach and front office say, we want Jalen Waddle to have catches. We want Jalen Waddle to get back in a flow with Tua. That means a lot to this team. So Jalen Waddle, one and a half points Miami. Based on all of those things, I think one and a half points is a uh, fair rating for uh, Jalen Waddle. All right, number two, uh, Kyle Pitts. And this has a lot to do with what we just talked about with Waddle. Front office, this is all about the front office. So Kyle Pitts coming into Atlanta, an offense that struggled to run last year, didn't do anything to address the running game, and then they draft the best receiving tight end in a long time. So right now, the... Atlanta Falcons don't have much to play for, or at least that's what the perspective is, is they're not necessarily a playoff team. They may sneak in, but that's not their goal right now. Their goal of the front office is to make the fans calm the hell down, trading away Julio Jones, not doing much. You know, the, the fans are not happy right now with Atlanta. So it's sort of protection mode. They want to appease the fans. Well, how that happens is getting Kyle Pitts the ball and saying, hey, remember Julio Jones? Yeah, he doesn't matter anymore because we've got the best tight end in the league. That That's what they want the new narrative to be. So the front office has come out and said this. This is public information. And for that reason, Kyle Pitts, I think, is worth three points against the spread. I know that's a huge number. And I know people who have been handicapping the NFL for a long time may think that's crazy for me to have someone worth three points against the spread. They haven't played a game yet, but I really think with that depleted offense, Kyle Pitts will be the target and they're going to force him the football. He's going to be a great fantasy pick for a lot of you guys out there. He's going to be, I think a rookie of the year candidate. So I think look for him in the futures market, three points against the spread, I think is completely justified. Kyle Pitts of Atlanta, uh, three points. All right. Now, number one in these rankings, Zach Wilson, quarterback for the New York Jets. He's uh, coming out of BYU. Uh, oh, God damn it. I forgot to do that again with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is out of Florida, uh, tight end out of Florida. Uh, Zach Wilson out of BYU, quarterback, four and a half points against the spread for the Jets. And the Jets are taking a way different approach than the Jaguars are. And I don't blame them. I mean, the Jaguars have a history of at least some success. The Jets don't. It's not a surprise what's going on here. Trevor Lawrence Still has Gardner Minshew backing him up. Okay, a little competition, a little pressure. That's not what the Jets wanted. Jets are like, ah, 
We don't want our rookie quarterback to any competition. We want it to be easy for him. We want to, him to, to come in and take the team over. So the backup quarterback, someone named James Morgan, Captain Morgan, I call him, uh, is the backup. So Zach Wilson out, Captain Morgan comes in. That's a four-and-a-half-point difference. And right now, before the season starts, and we've seen Zach Wilson, I think that's modest. When Zach Wilson gets in, if he looks competent at all, and it's like a top 35 quarterback, this rating should go up. So Zach Wilson, four-and-a-half points because there's no one behind him. I do have my question marks about the Jets. I saw somebody on Twitter, actually a, a, a rare good tweet, uh, someone is taking the Jets minus 700 not to make the playoffs. I think that's a great bet. I think that's a fantastic bet. If you've got 70 grand that you don't mind just kind of setting aside for the season, I think that's a fantastic bet to make. New York Jets minus 700 not to make the playoffs for a lot of reasons, which we'll, which we'll talk about uh, coming up in the next few weeks. But either way, Zach Wilson, four and a half points against the spread. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Uh, rookies against the spread. There's only four right now who are worth anything. Will that change? Of course it'll change. Will that change before the season? Maybe. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, the information that's going to come out, injuries, all different kinds of stuff. But right now, July 9th, <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking NFL. It's, it's awesome. But those are the rankings as of right now, what those players are worth against the spread. So, all right, uh, tomorrow morning, what did we do? 7 a.m. Paci- or, uh, yeah, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, Saturday's Quick Picks. We'll have a couple games. Hopefully get back on the right track for you. We'll talk to you then.